Welcome to The Cantankerous Catholic with Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Listen to Joe tackle the really tough moral issues, current events, and politics from a Catholic perspective. Now here's Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Hello there, Sixpackers. Welcome back to The Cantankerous Catholic, episode 36. This will likely be a fairly short episode because I'm not recovering from surgery as well as I'd anticipated. Fact is, I'm suffering. I'm suffering a lot. My wife and friends say the doctor should have kept me in the hospital rather than send me home. But nothing happens by accident. Everything that happens in our lives is something God wills, either by his active or passive will. In every life experience we have, God is trying to talk to us, to teach us. Well, this week he reminded me quite vividly about a truth I've been preaching for years, but nobody wants to hear nor accept this very uncomfortable truth. I'll talk about that as soon as I finish digressing about something else. Hey, I want to talk to you a moment about some really hard realities Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy, is facing. Don't worry, I'm not going to ask you for money, but I am asking for your help. Everything I do for Catholic lay people is free. I offer free answers to your Catholic questions on JoeSixpackAnswers.com, a free email course, free webinars, and the Cantankerous Catholic Podcast is free. I do this for you because I see each six-packer as my family, and taking care of one another is what family does. My concern, of course, is for your soul, to help you become a better Catholic and attain heaven. Until recently, I'd always been able to generate enough revenue to cover my monthly expenses, but costs on almost everything have gone up. You'll notice about three months ago, I began putting display ads for Catholic merchandise in the sidebar of the Cantankerous Catholic website on several pages. Those are Amazon ads, and I get a small commission when you click on those ads to shop at Amazon. Amazon is threatening to shut me down because they're not getting enough business through my ads. If I lose the ability to advertise for Amazon, I lose money to help pay for my ever-increasing costs, and that'll eventually cause me to give up Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. I try to change the ads every few weeks. Since Amazon is the world's largest retailer, I'm fairly certain you shop there. You may not be at all interested in the things I show you in those ads, but if you click one of the ads and buy anything else on Amazon, I still get a small commission on your purchases. So I'm asking you to do me a favor by clicking on one of those ads in the sidebar of the Cantankerous Catholic website the next time you need to shop on Amazon, rather than going directly to the Amazon site. Oh, and most of the books I recommend for each episode are also linked to Amazon, so I get a commission on them too. I don't recommend those books just for the commission. I really think you should read those books because I've either read them or know the author personally or by reputation. Please help me keep Joe Sixpack the Every Catholic Guide functioning by going to Amazon through the ads on my website. Thank you. Pain and suffering are inherently evil. In other words, they're evil naturally and on their face. God doesn't cause suffering, but he does permit suffering. Because Jesus sanctified suffering on the cross, God's created a way for us to potentially benefit from the evil of suffering. I say potentially because we have to make the conscious choice to benefit. 
If we choose not to benefit from it, then we waste that potential and become victims of whatever that suffering is. If we choose to benefit from it, the benefits allow us to participate in the infinite goodness of God. When making converts, I have always urged them to read the lives of the saints. I strongly urge you to read the lives of the saints, too. I'm not talking about the little thumbnail biographical sketches of saints in books like Butler's Lives of Saints. I'm talking about the many thousands of books about individual saints. I've read nearly 200 Lives of the Saints over the last 30 years. I just love them. One thing you'll find in common to all the saints is that 100% of them had to suffer immensely. No one became a saint without a great deal of suffering. Some had to suffer martyrdom, others debilitating illnesses, others extreme persecution, often from the very people who should have been their closest allies, and others exceptional personal struggles. What this tells us is that you can't become a saint without suffering. Suffering is a key to sanctity. Yet embracing suffering is contrary to our nature. Nobody likes to suffer, but everybody likes the idea of being a saint, especially after reading about the lives of the saints. It's sort of like everyone liking the idea of being free of a particular medical malady, but nobody likes the idea of undergoing the necessary radical surgery to accomplish that. Still, we know we have to strive for sanctity because Jesus said we have to. Therefore, we have to want to become a saint, but most Catholics reject that idea because they don't want to do what's required. So I ask you this, if you don't want to become a saint, then why in the world are you a Catholic? If you don't want to become a saint, be honest enough with yourself and God to just leave the church. After all, the primary purpose of the Catholic Church is for us to become saints. If you reject the idea of becoming a saint, you reject the only valid reason to be a Catholic. It's easy just to say that the church is full of hypocrites, so becoming a saint isn't on the minds and hearts of our leadership. Why should I want to become a saint then? What makes that line of reasoning invalid is that the church herself is divine. Just because some bishops and priests choose to live their lives steeped in sin, that doesn't take away from the fact that Jesus established the church as a divine living organism, and he's in the church himself until the end of time. It's been this way for 2,000 years. Don't forget that Jesus handpicked his 12 apostles and that one of them chose to commit the greatest sacrilegious act in history by selling him for 30 pieces of silver. So if the church is divine by Jesus' presence in it, and if the primary purpose of the church is to help us to become saints, what in the world does suffering have to do with any of it? Jesus is God, the second person of the Blessed Trinity. But he's also man, a fact made possible through his hypostatic union. As man, he suffered more than any man in the history of the world. Of course, there were other men who were beaten, forced to carry their crosses, and crucified, but that was only part of the suffering he endured. That was the visible part, the part we can all see and feel ourselves. The worst of his suffering really didn't have anything to do with the crucifixion. God is infinitely merciful, but by necessity then, he must also be infinitely just. In other words, he's equally just and merciful. This is his perfection. We see his mercy displayed in various ways from Genesis to Revelation. What we don't see is the fullness of his justice. We see his justice, just not its fullness. Every single sin, from the least to the greatest, has infinite and eternal implications and effects. 
What did Jesus die for? He died to make reparation for our sins, every sin committed to the time of his crucifixion, the sins being committed at that time, and all the sins that will be committed until the end of time. Jesus took those sins upon himself. No human person could possibly survive the weight of all those sins committed by all of mankind. Jesus isn't a human person, though. He's a divine person with two natures, human and divine. Had he been merely human, he'd have been crushed and destroyed by the weight of those sins. None of us could have survived what he endured. Jesus paid for our sins by taking them on himself in his suffering, the part we couldn't see. So we owe him reparation for all of our own personal sins. And that's where our suffering, which he sanctified, comes in. Suffering is a very special gift from God. Let me say that again. Suffering is a very special gift from God. We should accept all his gifts, even the ones we don't want. It's easy, even enjoyable, to accept the good things God sends into our lives. A good Catholic recognizes those gifts for what they are and gives thanks for them. We thank him for our pay raises at work, having had the money to pay for fixing the car when it broke down, good news from the MRI we had because of possible life-threatening problems, and even the joy of being able to hear our babies say their first words. We accept those gifts, thank him for them, and we enjoy them. But what about the suffering he allows to come into our lives? Do we accept them and thank him for those? Sadly, most of us don't. It's contrary to our nature to embrace suffering, but it has to be done to achieve sainthood. For this current generation, the idea of embracing suffering is especially repugnant, because ours is the most selfish generation in history. We refuse to have babies or stand up for anything larger than ourselves or give God what he deserves and demands. We reject anything that's contrary to the things we want. We're no longer a we generation, but a me generation. No, wait a minute. We're a me-me generation. So we reject the gift of suffering altogether. Not only do we cheat ourselves out of some of the wonderful graces by rejecting these gifts of suffering, but we also throw God's gifts back in his face, ungrateful children that we are. Jesus told us that we must accept the sufferings God sends us. In Matthew 10.38, he said, He who does not pick up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. The cross is a symbol of the suffering Jesus endured. Jesus in turn says we have to embrace that cross. If you don't want to be a part of that me-me generation, and if you want to try to become the saint Jesus intends for you to become, and if embracing suffering is part of that equation, then the next obvious question is, how do we go about remembering to embrace suffering when it comes along? After all, when a suffering event happens, that event tends to make us focus on it rather than anything else. If you want to begin learning how to embrace suffering, it begins the moment you wake up in the morning with a morning offering. You might want to try what I do, which is classical Catholic spirituality taught to me when I was a neophyte Catholic. As my feet hit the carpet in the morning, literally, I pray this, O oh my God, in union with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you the precious blood of Jesus from every altar throughout the world, joining with it my every thought, word, and action of this day. O oh my Jesus, I desire today to gain every indulgence and merit I can, and I offer them, together with myself, to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, that she may apply them to the interests of your most sacred heart. 
Precious blood of Jesus, save us. Immaculate heart of Mary, pray for us. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. By making a morning offering like this, you sanctify your entire day. The suffering I'm enduring right now because of that morning offering was offered up to God before it even happened. Admittedly, when the suffering first began, I thought of nothing but the pain. It was only later that I had the conscious thought of offering my suffering to God. Yet because of that morning offering, my sacrifice had already been made. Hours later, when I had the conscious thought of offering my suffering to God, how did I go about it? There's another point here. When anything happens in our lives, good or bad, we should offer it to God as a gift, asking Him to accept our suffering or joy in reparation for our sins and the sins of the world. It doesn't take a lot of that to spark God's mercy. I believe the only reason the world hasn't seen God's just wrath up to now is because of the few Catholics throughout the world who make such gifts to him. If all Catholics would do this, I believe we could once again see sanity in the world. What do Billy D. Williams, the celebrated American artist Norman Rockwell, and famed comedian Jimmy Durante have to do with one man's journey from conservative Judaism to the cross? Everything. Marty Barrick has lived one of the most fascinating conversion journeys ever told. In Calvary Road, Marty's biography, you can read about Marty's military service with Billy D. Williams, how Norman Rockwell helped him pass a college course, how in his deep abiding love for his late wife, Marty helped Irene travel the road of sanctity, how the times are quickly reaching critical mass for fulfilling prophecy concerning the Jews, and much, much more. Get your copy of Calvary Road by Marty Barrick today in print or ebook on Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes and Noble, and Kobo. Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy, wants to make sure you're informed about all the Catholic news you need to know. Here's Joe Sixpack's top five Catholic news picks for this episode. Catholic number five. Number five. Hats off to LifeSite News. A Google whistleblower responsible for numerous leaks detailing the internet giant's anti-conservative bias has gone on record in a new interview with Project Veritas, releasing even more documents in the process. You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic News Pick Number 4 Hats off to Right and Free. Public schools aren't just undermining parents with the curriculum. When children decide they might be transgender, parents better not object or else they'll be treated as a threat to their own children's well-being. You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic News Pick Number 3 Hats off to the blaze. A Florida high school science teacher was removed from his classroom after writing a whiteboard statement blasting students who refused to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance or the Star Spangled Banner. You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic Catholic News Pick Number 2 Hats off to LifeSite News. A Catholic priest and Freemason claims that the Bishop's Conference gave permission for Catholics to become Australian Freemasons in 2016. You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic Catholic News Pick Number 1 Hats off to LifeSite News. 
In a heartbreaking case of complete disregard for parental rights, four-year-old Drake Pardo was illegally taken from his parents by Child Protective Services and uniformed police officers on June 20, 2019 in East Texas. He's still not home with his family. You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. I believe a really great way to teach the faith is through stories, parables, and anecdotes. So here's today's story. Back in the 1950s, a caretaker at a cemetery noticed a man praying at a certain grave each week. In the summertime, he'd put flowers on the grave. The caretaker asked the man one day, who's buried here that should get so much of your love and devotion? The man replied, This is the grave of a very dear friend of mine. In World War II, he volunteered to take my place so I could stay at home with my wife and kids. He was sent to fight and was killed in his first battle. They brought him home and buried him here. With tears in his eyes, the man continued, Do you blame me for being so grateful to a man who died so I could live? Jesus died for you so you could live for all eternity in heaven. Holy Mass isn't the grave of Jesus, it's the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross offered again on the altar. You should go to Mass faithfully, not only because you're bound under pain of mortal sin to go on Sundays and Holy Days, but also because you want to show Jesus how thankful you are that he died for you. Hey, Six Packers, that's all for this episode. I've enjoyed having you with me. Don't forget to like me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter. The links are in my show notes. Also, remember to visit joesixpackanswers.com to sign up for my free email course. Each short lesson arrives in your inbox every three days. We also have the Cantankerous Catholic Social Media Group you can join to discuss anything about Catholicism, our country, or anything else on your mind. I visit the page every day. The link's also in my show notes. There are lots of other neat things of interest in my show notes, too. You can find them at cantankerouscatholic.com. And remember to live by the Joe Sixpack battle cry. Comfort and conviction don't live on the same block. This has been the Cantankerous Catholic with Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Thanks for subscribing, and be sure to visit cantankerouscatholic.com to get your free copy of Joe's popular book, The Best of What We Believe, Why We Believe It.